Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat, contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is the Legends Series with Alan Tung, Part 2. Enjoy. And so, you know, when talking programs, different things, yes, you've got to be a well-balanced player and have all of this, but you know what? If you've got it one area, you do it and you do it better than anybody else. And if you can bring that to the team, there's going to be other guys that are going to be able to do the other areas that you can't. And so my role, you know, really importantly through that, through the coaches and talking to them, I had to make a number of tackles. We had some big guys in through the middle. I need to, you know, do what I could to help them out, support like crazy in through the middle and cover a few positions. And so that was a big part of, you know, what I needed to do. In 2002, rugby league defence changed, I think, and and hasn't really looked back. That was the introduction of that rushing defence under Ricky Stewart at the Roosters, the Adrian Morleys, um, the Craig Fitzgibbons. It was as violent as I think I've I've ever seen and most of us had ever seen. Did you see a change in defensive techniques and attitudes as your career progressed? Yeah, absolutely. I think... A couple of things, like you mentioned there early on there, Andy, like that that focus on winning those first two or three plays, which, you know, Ricky's sides were, were massive on. Yeah. Um, you know, once they sort of looked at that template, which the Roosters were using and going so well mm. with, it was, you know, this line speed and this aggression, this mentality to almost to catch and to drag and get on top of those first ones, then line up and shorten your defensive line. And it was pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, and then probably at the back end is more so then the wrestle Yep. came in as well and we we all started just you know wrestling and we'd, we'd wrestle as much throughout the um the you know the week in our mm. training as we would do in a ball work session and so that started to evolve into it all to have a mixture of this you know super aggressive super fast line speed but once you got into the the tackle then it was that ability to slow down and you're almost going in two tempo two tempos is going mm. so hard trying to slow down then as much as you could and then go hard again. And it was sort of, yeah, this roller coaster that you needed to get right with your defensive line. As you said, training changed drastically when the wrestle came into rugby league. And there are so many great stories about teammates taking it too far at training where the wrestling and the wrestling training becomes so repetitive so aggressive and such a, an internal comp- competition. Um, that guys are in, they end up going against each other at training. It's full on stuff. Oh, absolutely. I remember we at training one day we were doing a, 
a drill when we were bombing to the fullback. We were trying to take the fullback out. I can't remember which side we were coming up against, but we were, you know, always did opposed, you know, with our reserve grade was a big part of our final session and yeah. whatnot. And um, I remember, you know, they launched the ball up and um, Marshall Chalk, who, you know, played a few games for yeah. the Raiders there, great, great utility value, but a fullback um, for the Raiders. He was at fullback for um, reserve grade and Ruben, you know, we talked oh. about how you play is how you train. He just caught the ball, and in this split second, Ruben hit him as hard as I have ever seen. His his kidneys literally ended up in Goulburn. Oh. And he I was just going, Oh my god, this is unbelievable. <laughs> but that's what that's what we did. That was it. Training, that was the mentality is that you know, you prepare how you want to play. Marshall probably got up ready to start throwing punches, saw it was Ruben and shook his hand and said, Thank you. Uh, too good mate you squeezed the lemon you extracted as much as you could with what you had both in footy and you still do in life not many can look back across their journey and say that are you are you proud of that how you conducted yourself and how you pushed yourself throughout your rugby league career yeah uh, you know one of the things Andy that you know when even in my travels now but even growing up as a as a young kid in the bush and you would have heard it, I hear it, where you you hear of somebody that, you know, he would have been good enough. He should have played um, in the NRL for one reason or another. Uh, Might have been injuries, might have been homesickness, it could Mm. have been grog, whatever it was. Um, And that wasn't going to be me. That wasn't going to be me. And I'm just, you know, one of the the challenges that I always look back on and, and I didn't enjoy was that I never got, to win a premiership yeah. with the Raiders. And, yes, we had to do a lot of rebuilding, but that was my mentality was to to make sure that the club got back to the success that I think yep. it deserved and I wanted to be a part of that too. And I never got to do that, but retiring in 2011 and going to the press conference to say that, you know, my time had come to an end, I knew walking away from that that I had given everything that I could personally to get the best out of myself. Yep ways that I could help my teammate, but also the club to be as best it could be in the shape when I was leaving it. Yep. And I, I walked away content with that. And and it's it's a great feeling for me to have. Yeah. I, I hate saying that I didn't get to play State of Origin and I didn't get to play in a grand final and do all of that. But I do know that I walked away, you know, yeah, as you say, squeezing the most out of the lemon or just making the most of those little opportunities because um as we know, it flies by so quick. And to be able to do that, it is something that I, I'm pretty proud of. You mentioned State of Origin. It is every kid's dream. For several years, you were so close. Many have said if you were born in Cairns or Townsville, you would have played a dozen Origin games for the Maroons. How frustrating, how disappointing, heartbreaking was it not to get the chance just once? Yeah, I, I mean... You know, as you're going through it, I, I suppose the mentality is when you did miss out was always just that focus on just going back and playing well for yeah. the Raiders. And I, I don't think, um, you know, heartbroken wasn't the word. Disappointed or, you know, I, I was just so keen to see how I'd go in that arena. I'd seen so many players get into that yeah. arena and go to another level and, you know, playing alongside those players. And, you know, I grew up, you know, playing knee footy with my brothers every state of origin and getting <laughs> in punch-ups at home, you know, on the, in the lounge room floor. And I just, you know, wanted to be a part of the the real deal thing out there. And um, I didn't get that opportunity. And so, um, 
is there a, like yeah, there's obviously a part of me that just would have loved to have challenged myself, but it wasn't meant to be, um, and so I'm not going to outcry over any spilt milk there. Individual accolades: Dally M. Locke and Captain of the Year, Canberra Player of the Year. Um, in 2009, you represented country in the city country game, representing the land. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was great. Great experience. We we did get a narrow loss there, but um, you know, it was a really yeah great experience once again, and just had so much family there to to watch and be a part mm. of that. Um, so it was it, it was really important. Um, you know, for me to represent, as mentioned, like the the country was so important to me that. Yep that environment that I grew up with and the community that I grew up in, that it supported me so much. And to be able to just wear that jersey and, and be able to play in that arena was something really special. I got to play in the Prime Minister's 13 when we yes. travelled to Papua New Guinea as well, which was another uh, amazing experience to be able to, to play in that um, environment with those calibre of players and to be able to tour and do that was, um, you know, another real highlight of that little representative taste that I did get to do. You were regarded by your peers, and I think this is actually the ultimate compliment, but you were regarded as the professional's professional, the example. What's a professional mean to you? I think to start off, it was it's about owning what you do for your team. I know yep. we, we do often a lot of you know, team building goals and we do all of these things, but at the end of the day, there's some non-negotiables that you've got to turn up with rain, hail or shine. Um, whether you haven't had any sleep with the kids or whether you've things haven't gone your way mm. or results or different things, whatever it might be, um, but you own your effort, you own your attitude, um, you own the words that you speak um, and always had that little saying of always hit the ground running, no matter how busted or bruised I was, every time I got out on that field, you always hit the ground running and, you know, went as hard as you could. Um play in every opportunity, every game. There's probably some games that I shouldn't have played in, to be fair, that I was a bit too battered and bruised. But um, if I was, you know, felt like I could contribute to the team and the coach was happy to put me in, I'd be playing, whether that be in round one or, you know, in the in the final series. So I think that, you know, owning your own, you know, behaviours and action first and foremost Um and then looking for the team, yeah. One of the one of the little, and I talk about this in some of the presentations that I do. But you know, I talked about um, setting some goals, and actually did it with Dave Ferner at the assistant coach at the time. And I wanted to be the player that other players wanted to play alongside. That was my goal. It wasn't to say I wanted to play you know 100 first grade games okay. or 20 this season or New South Wales Queensland. That was my goal that I came up with. Hey, legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go, from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week. And we can cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. You know, Matty Elliott was a coach at the time and he said, you know, it's a great goal, but how do you live that out? And I remember going home 
and really important going, you know, this is can't be just words on a paper. What actions back this up? And I went through and I wrote down all of the different ways that I could actually contribute to my teammate on the field, a little way that I could just do something to make their game a little bit easier. And I wrote them all down and I went to training. I went round and Chalk was at fullback and I said, Chalk, this is what I'm going to do for you on Sunday. Every time that halfback, that 5-8 gets the ball, I'm going to put kick pressure on them because I know that you get your best player when you catch the ball on the full. Mm. Adam Mogg had done me out for getting out and with a little bit of footwork, needed some late support. Jason Croker with a left-hand offload, I needed to support him on the right-hand side. You know, just going through all these little wow. things that I could do um, for them and going and looking them in the eye and telling mm. them this is what I'd do for them. I think that, to me, was how I brought that professionalism or that team-first mentality, um, which I think is so important to to the side and being able to do that. And it wasn't about me, like what can you do for me? It was what I could do for you. But uh, the ironic thing or the, you know, this is why footy is what it is, is that my actual game went to the next level because of that too, not because what you can do for me, but what I can do for you. And that's where my game, I think, took off. Being a one-club man, mate, um, how special is that now you you look back in retirement? Yeah, no, it is. It's... um. You know, you're fortunate to be able to say that. Not everybody is lucky to have that opportunity, um, uh, but there's a lot of sacrifices and I did yeah. have some opportunities to go elsewhere um, there too. But, you know, I am very proud to say that um, that I did get to play for the club that, you know, you know, supported there and been able to play alongside those guys. And, you know, you talked about Mal and, and Laurie, um, mm. you know, we've chatted about them, you know, that, what wonderful captains and what they've done in the game and then, for me to be able to captain the side as well, yeah. I, it's just um, it still blows my mind when I get to say that I was a captain of the side. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty crazy little experience there, and yeah, super blessed to say that I'm a one club player. Your two hundredth game, and I think I'm right with the milestone. Was at home against the Cowboys. I was working the game, and Willie Mason was in the Cowboys <laughs> side that you were playing. The fans sign in the crowd, boldly read. Who needs a big willy when you have a great tongue? Best ever. Did you see it almost <laughs> as soon as you ran onto the field? And what was your reaction? Do you recall? It was it was certainly pointed out to me um, and a few <laughs> chuckles here and there. And most importantly, we got the win and it was in that 200th game. You're right in saying that. And it was, um, you know, just great. And, you know, this this is one of the great things about being a one club player and, and being, you know, uh, in the Canberra community was that, you know, how well we were supported by the fans. Yeah. And I've always felt really loved by um, the fans and that's been really you know something that's been really special to me but yeah crazy little um the sign they're going to bring it back the Raiders are going to bring back the retro banners and whatnot so hopefully we'll get to see a few more creative ones down the track I would love to see it mate if we look back is there one game is there a moment that stands out as the career highlight or is it too hard to pinpoint just the one galaxyfinance.com.au Ask for Leanne for a free chat. Oh, look, there's there's a couple, but one that really does, um, you know, stand out was that first game in 2007. We played um, round one, uh, Manly Seagulls. We actually lose the game, but it was my first game of captaining the side. Um, and that whole journey of, you know, being a young kid that was told not going to be big enough to play in the NRL, yeah. not skillful enough, not fast enough, to be able to come through and to be able to 
to get into the side. And, you know, up until 2006, 2006, I was pretty much on the bench from 2000 to 2005. I played nearly every one of my games coming off the bench. Mm. It was only in 2006 that I locked down um, the lock forward position. Um, and then 2007, I had the honour of captain in the club until I retired. So being able to do that in a run out, to think of the past players that had come before me, um, to be able to do that, and then once again, the enjoyment that it brought my family um, was something that was super special. Coming to an end here, mate, and um, an unplanned question, but we've known each other long enough. If you would like to share this, feel free. If if you don't, we will move on. But as a mate, more so than anything, I'm in awe of your strength and your structure, your outlook, your your positivity, your processes. On a personal level, um, are there personal mantras, ethoses, um, principles that you you conduct your life with or by? Yeah, you know, well, interesting again, and it's through, you know, footy and that experience that we had, um, had a real tough conversation uh, one day with a coach and was basically at the Raiders, you know, they were, was time for me to look elsewhere was basically the the conversation and that that's okay that's um part of life part of footy and i remember walking out of that room um and saying that you know what all i'm going to focus on is making my next effort my best effort and now whether that was it doing a bench press whether it was doing a 1k time trial run whether it was at the apprenticeship where i was working at whatever that was i just knew and i'd seen it through my old man and my mum and growing up in the bush and different things that the effort gets rewarded. You know, you, you, you put in the hard work, it'll soon turn and things will come your way. And I've just had that mindset is that, you know, if I turn up with the right attitude and I put in the right effort and if I know that I put others first, mm. um, you know, we leave that jersey in a better place than what it was um, when you first started that, you know, things have worked out for me like that. Whether I go into the juvenile justice centre or I go into yeah. adult prison or I go into a remote community or whatever, if I put the community, if I put the person first before what I want to get out of it and put them first, things have seemed to work out for me, Andy. And so I, I suppose you've, I've never really thought of it as a mantra, I suppose, yep. but I, I think it's ingrained in what I do. And, um, you know, footy's taught me that, farming's taught me that, my mum and dad have taught me that. Something I'm super proud of you for, the ACT Australian of the Year Award. Obviously, you were in the running for the Australian of the Year. What awesome recognition. I mean, that is, that's next level, mate. How, how did that sit with you and the, the family and the extended family? Yeah. Yeah, it, another crazy experience and, and Andy, because like when I was, you know, first doing those programs and, and starting off, like I said, I wasn't learning from a manual. It wasn't something that was passed on to me. I, I was I was really just, you know, when I say making it up as I go, it was a bit more educated than yeah. that. But, I, you know, I had people in my corner to help advise me and do different things, but I was trialling things. I was, you know, doing all sorts of you know, different booklets and playing around with different guest speakers and sharing stories and ways to connect. But like I said, always putting, you know, my my um, audience first. And I think what that that award gave me um, wasn't so much the recognition that you know pat on the back that that I that I were wanted or needed or anything like that. But what it did, it actually it actually made me really aware that I was on the right track. 
Um, mm. Because, you know, when you are doing a lot of things on your own and you, you're playing around and, and whatnot with the way that you're delivering and seeing what works and what doesn't, mm. and I made plenty of mistakes along the way, It what it did, it said, you know what, you, you, what you are doing is helping people and it is going in the right direction. And so it gave me a real boost in confidence. Um after that, you know, like talking about that boost of confidence, you know, the Voice Against Violence program, you know, we were delivering Australia, but, you know, we deliver that now in Papua New Guinea, Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, uh, New Zealand. Um, so to be able to take a program that basically was started in my garage at home to, you know, just, you know, being taken, you know, overseas now has been, been crazy, but it came out of the back of building confidence from others nominating me to give me that chance. All of which, as we have discussed, is so much more important than a win or loss on the weekend. 220 games for the mighty Green Machine. There may have been a couple of nerdy runs across the journey as well. More importantly, though, than any tackle you made or run you had is the fact post-career you've excelled even beyond what you did on the field. I don't say this lightly, but you are the greatest ambassador for the game I've seen. And for the wider community, the greatest example of a great example who continues to change lives. It's been a pleasure, old mate. Alan Tung, you, sir, are a legend. Thank you so much, Andy. You're a legend, mate. Thank you. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legend series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. Their stories are simply amazing. The Rugby League Superpod drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market with at least a dozen interviews every episode. Current day superstars and former legends drop into chat footy and share plenty of laughs. It's loose, we love it and you will too. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to the stars themselves? Then on Saturday, the Firebrand Weekend Session is a new addition to our lineup. We're chatting with the players and coaches about barbecues, beers, and who you'd invite to your place for the perfect weekend session. It's hilarious. To keep the content coming, we'd ask if you could spare 30 seconds when you're done here and leave us a five-star rating and review on the app you're currently listening on. It's huge for us as we look to expand the brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.